You're listening to the Quince podcast. मैं पल दो पल का शायर हूं पल दो पल मेरी कहानी है एंड जस्ट लाइक दैट एम एस धोनी एंडेड वन ऑफ द मोस्ट इलस्ट्रियस एंड सक्सेसफुल क्रिकेट करियर्स ऑफ अ जनरेशन पल दो पल मेरी हस्ती है पल दो पल मेरी जवानी है रिसाइट्स अमिताभ बच्चन इन द सॉन्ग दैट धोनी हैज चोजन टू बेटा स्फेवल विथ आफ्टर नियरली फोर हंड्रेड डेज सिंस वी सॉ हिम वॉक बैक टू द पवेलियन वेरिंग द इंडियन जर्सी एट द आई सी सी वर्ल्ड कप सेमीफाइनल But the 16 years that he served in Indian cricket was anything but pal do pal especially in the history books as he finishes off as India's most successful captain His accolades are there for all of us to see but how much do we know about the man himself He's had the spotlight on him throughout his career yet he's always managed to remain in the shadows and not many people have been successful in breaking through that barrier of Mahi's privacy from avoiding even carrying a phone to being unreachable during important announcements including the birth of his daughter Ziva there are many stories about how captain cool has always been hard to track down and how he always kept people on their toes about his next move and in this episode we'll dig into some of those anecdotal stories about this legend in this podcast you'll hear from rajdeep sardesai author of democracy's 11 the great indian cricket story amrit mathur senior cricket writer and former general manager of the BCCI and manager of the Indian cricket team and Chandrish Narayan a senior cricket writer and ex media officer for ICC who talk about their rare interactions with Dhoni and their impressions of this cricket icon You're listening to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and I'm your host Shorbri Cricket enthusiasts already know everything there's to know about Dhoni's career. Mahendra Singh Dhoni has been a top-flight cricketer and unarguably one of the most successful captains that the Indian cricket team ever has had. The only captain to win all the three ICC trophies, the most stumpings in international cricket, the highest individual score by a wicketkeeper in ODIs, Dhoni's heroics will be hard to match up to. And from rivals to teammates to fans, Everybody is obviously lamenting the end of an era with the news of his retirement from international cricket. His journey in Indian cricket started many years ago when he was a TT at Kharagpur station. He was recruited on the basis of sports quota due to his cricketing talents and Amrit Mathur who was heading railway sports back then talks about how he had rescued Dhoni from the railways contract. Yeah actually I didn't know about him because he was a cricket coach and recruited uh, by the railways uh, then. and uh, he wasn't part of the indian railways team yeah. and uh, he was you know playing for his zonal railway yeah. but not making much headway when it came to ranji trophy so uh, he requested me that you know he wanted to leave because he had got a better option uh, job opportunity but there was a contract of employment which uh, did not allow release of a player recruited on a sports quota so he made the request that you know if I, he could be released from that uh, contract so that he could join uh, the new job that was being offered mm-hmm. so i agreed because you know that's the policy we were following in the railway sports that if somebody gets a better uh, opportunity to go ahead in life we don't stand in the way and 
you know, cite that contract that he signed. So we made an exception for Dhoni, as we did for many others. And um, it just happened that, you know, he became, uh, rose to become the, the great uh, player that he uh, did later. And uh, maybe the railways missed out. But uh, anyway, I thought at that time we made a fair decision of allowing, allowing somebody to go ahead in life. Chandresh Narayanan had met Dhoni in his early years in 2004 when he was still unknown in the cricketing world. And nobody seemed to have his contact number even back then. And Mr. Narayanan had to track him down through the Jharkhand Cricket Association. The eventual meeting not only left an impression, but perhaps Mr. Narayanan was one of the few who managed to get Mahi's phone number. So, Shorbari, I think that uh, I really feel very old when I talk about Mahindra Singh Dhoni now. I thought I was feeling old when Sachin Tendulkar retired, but when I recount uh, Mahindra Singh Dhoni over the years, I'm feeling really old. Uh, 2004 was the first time that I spoke to Mahindra Singh Dhoni. And at that time, he was an unknown quantity, unknown player. Nobody knew about him. And uh, I remember making a call to the Jharkhand State Cricket Association office. Uh, looking to set up an interview with a prospective India player and a, and a newly uh, selected India A player who was uh, uh, who was likely to make an impact. You know, at that time, uh, interestingly, Dinesh Karthik was little ahead of him on the pecking order, and uh, it was expected that Parthiv Patel was already playing for India at the time, and Dinesh Karthik was likely to be the next in line, and then it was going to be Mahendra Dhoni. Hmm. And uh, I remember calling him uh, at the Jharkhand State Cricket Association office. He made me wait while I while he came from the practice session. And I will still not forget the fact that he, he told me, I'm really sorry and uh, 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 I'm really sorry and he took this apologize. I took down details about his career and, uh, and everything. And, uh, uh, you know, at that time, India players' profile pieces were not really involved because at that time the major attention was focused on uh, the national team players who uh, at that time were all superstars of Indian cricket, Kumble, Tendulkar, mm. Ganguly, Dravid. And uh, this guy, and I was like, you know, in your mind you're thinking, you know, he's one of those young guys trying to make make his mark in international cricket. Mm. And uh, so you sort of dismiss it in your mind. And then before he kept the phone, he said, Kya aap mera number So he gave me his numbers and uh, landline number and mobile number and everything. I think I also got his father's mobile number in first half. And uh, over a period of time, then, you know, we are attention focused to other, other things and he forgot about that. But as he made his debut and he made his impact, he, my, my mind went back to that call and I realized that guy that day who spoke to me was not the same guy who was now playing for India. And speaking of phone numbers, in an age when people have endless options to stay connected, Dhoni remains elusive. And there are several stories about how hard it's been to get in touch with him as he often avoids even carrying a phone when he's focusing on cricket. In fact, as the rumour goes, just a week before the ICC World Cup 2015 began, when his daughter was born, his wife Sakshi had to contact teammate Suresh Rehna to share the news of Ziva's birth with Dhoni. Mr. Narayanan also talks about how, over the years, having Mahendra Singh's Dhoni's number became a prized possession for those who had it. Yeah, that, over the years, I think that that, that became the, uh, the, the thing. Uh, having a Mahendra Singh Dhoni number was like a prized possession because over the years, 
not many have been able to track him down you know there are been stories about how selection meetings have got delayed because uh, the selectors have not been able to track down the captain mm. uh, and it's been di- difficult over the years uh, to track him down because there has been another canard stretch that you know previous lakshman was trying to reach mahendra singh dhoni uh, before he was supposed to announce his retirement because he was the captain then and uh, he wasn't able to get through to dhoni and you know his numbers constantly changed over the years Rajdeep Sardesai says that while he was writing his book Democracy's 11 the great Indian cricket story he managed to get in touch with all the other cricketers but for Dhoni for the longest time and he recalls the interview with him that came after a 6 month long pursuit Look I uh, Mahendra Singh Dhoni is as elusive as a leopard in a jungle uh so it took me I was writing this book Democracy's 11 hmm. which was the story of 11 cricketers and uh one of those uh, cricketers was dhoni mm. and while i managed to get all the other 10 including virat uh, in the space of say about 12 months mm. uh i had to wait for dhoni till may 2017 for about 6 months just waiting for him to say yes because it was a impossible to get in touch with him uh and and i didn't know how to reach out to him uh till i finally accosted him at an ipl party Okay. which had been thrown by someone uh, from the team that he was he was playing for the pune team at the time mm. and that's when i uh, uh, that's when he turned and said i know you've been chasing me for 6 months so i said yes can you please give me some time and he finally said okay come tomorrow to the hotel mm. and next thing i know i'm in the hotel he puts a do not disturb sign outside his door says please don't disturb me and i'm going to be talking to uh, mr sardesai for the next couple of hours mm. puts the phone off the receiver and gives me 2 hours of uh, of quality time uh, and speaks about uh, cricket in great in great depth and you know no questions that he said i won't answer this or that but coming back to dhoni's career his style has always been a point of fascination and most people agree on how he was different from everybody else as a captain as a cricketer as a communicator and a leader He only did what was required, nothing more, nothing less. Mr. Mathur talks about how MSD had his own style. See, you know, he's always been like this. That, you know, he was captain for a very long time. He captained sixty Test matches and what two hundred One Day games. So he always kept a distance between him and the media, and he did only what was required in terms of mandatory interactions with the press before and after a game. so that's a matter of choice some people are more sort of friendly open some are more reserved so dhoni had his own style and uh, he generally kept his own counsel he was not the type to make statements or even talk excessively in team meetings because if you talk to people in uh, csk they are perhaps the only franchise which has the least number of meetings and the shortest meetings yeah. because Dhoni doesn't believe in you know long lectures or long strategy sessions or in-depth analysis. He goes by gut. He goes by instinct. He goes by his own you know sort of preparation and uh, understanding of the team and players. So everybody is different, but uh, you know what is important is that he is he was very very different compared to the rest. You know he went against the flow uh, in terms of practically everything he did. as captain as a communicator as a leader you know in terms of his personal behavior and conduct 
in terms of his strategy. So he was unique in that manner, and he stands out because he's different from everybody else. Everybody else is doing and acting in a particular manner, and Dhoni goes completely against the grain. As Amrit Mathur says, Dhoni went against the flow in practically everything he did, and he always kept people guessing about his next moves. Chandresh Narayanan recounts how Dhoni kept everybody on tenterhooks with toss and national anthem call times. Obviously, what happened was during that tournament, we were involved in Cardiff, and uh, we would we would uh, see each other quite regularly. But he he really gave me uh, heart attacks during that tournament because you know we are really. Pressed for time at that time because you know we had specific times for toss, specific time for the teams to step out during the national anthem because everything is linked to satellite timings and ball right. feed and so on and so forth. It used to be a nightmare uh, till the time the Indian team would step out or till the time that Mahendra Singh Dhoni would step out for a toss. The producers, the floor managers, the directors, everybody is panicking all around. But this guy. You know, completely chilled out. He would he would not really uh, uh, bother about what the others are thinking. I am panicking outside the dressing room. The team manager says I can't do a thing till he decides himself to step out. Uh, and no one else would move. Hmm. I would just keep an eye from the corner of the room, uh, looking at the watch, saying it's close to uh, close to deadline time and. I actually went up to him once and said, "Bhai, it's time to go." He said, "Abhi ki do minute hai, intezar karo." <laughs> and he 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 would he would know, he would know what needs to be done. He knew his timings. He knew all the things that needed to be done. But over the years, Dhoni has shown himself to be much more than just a cricketer, and Mr. Narayanan believes that his non-traditional cricketing persona has added to his aura. Seeing him, talking to him, you realize that you know the guy. There was more to him at that time than just cricket. Hmm. You know, his life was not cricket. Cricket was a subset of his life. It wasn't. It wasn't like an all-pervasive thing in his life. Right. When he was practicing, when he was involved, he was really involved. Otherwise, he wouldn't let the sport consume himself. You know, that was a change from the previous generation, which was like. The Sachin Tendulkar, the Anil Kumble, Rahul Dravid, and so on and so forth, who were like students of the game. Hmm. This guy was not really consumed by the game like the others. Minutes after Mahendra Singh Dhoni announced his international retirement, left-handed batsman Suresh Raina, another remarkable cricketer, too followed his mentor in doing the same. Although they'll be missed in international cricket, we hope to see them in IPL matches soon. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Jio Seven, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts. 